people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your pal with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, on this absolutely glorious day here in old New Orleans. Uh, Chamber of Commerce type weather, 75 degrees. The humidity is super low and, of course, the breeze is blowing. Oh, my gosh, fall is in the air. Hopefully it sticks around for a while. And, of course, you're listening to 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, uh, NashFM106.1.com, uh, Nash com. all ways to catch the program, whether it's our digital platforms or, again, on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. All you can do is search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And, of course, our social media platforms join the conversation at at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, uh, this week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, we featured two guys you hear a lot right here on uh, 106.1 FM, uh, Jude Young with All Access, and, of course, uh, his uh, partner on Fridays, Les East, with, again, the countdown to the original. Both those guys, again, also uh, write for CrestedySports.com, and uh, they were fantastic. I mean, we covered UNO football. Uh, we covered Saints, LSU, Tulane, and Pelicans basketball uh, in an hour, okay, with the three of us. And it was a lively discussion, great information. And uh, you can check us out tonight uh, at 6 p.m. on WLAE-TV if you missed our broadcast at 1 o'clock this afternoon. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, nah, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It'll be up on our social media platforms this evening, at Eric on Squash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And then, of course, um, it'll be on uh, the WL. It stays on the WLE TV YouTube page. Uh, you catch all the previous shows there. It'll be on our, our uh, web page, ericasher.com, by Monday. So, again, uh, check us out. Uh, I thought the guys did a great job. And it's good to have the Reporters Roundtable back again, um, especially with... Um, with, again, class acts like we had today with uh, both Les and, and, um, and Jude joining us on the program. Uh, today on our program, we are jam-packed as we are every Thursday. Uh, Gary Smith is five minutes away talking to Lane. Fletcher Mackle from Channel 6 Sports will join us at uh, 435. We're going to touch on Saints and, and Pels. If I, if I get a chance, I'm going to try to get into Tulane and LSU as well. Uh, Ali Gassell will talk Pelicans at 5.15 for the Bird Rights. And Jordy Collada will talk LSU and Saints. That will happen at um, 5.35 this afternoon. So a full slate here on this Thursday brought to you by uh, our good friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And I've talked about the Bader Brothers forever. You know, again, uh, the fantastic um, uh, menu for you uh, in every restaurant. Uh, how they've gone in and taken uh, either failing restaurants or, again, buildings that were just, you know, abandoned. Uh, in, in some of the, again, the, the best places that we have, you know, again, French Quarter. Uh, they've done it in Mid-City. They've done it in Lakeview. They've gone to, you know, all different types of neighborhoods and, you know, revitalized those particular buildings. Uh, in some cases, maybe keeping the restaurant. In some cases, again, just, you know, uh, uh, revitalizing the building, uh, starting the restaurant, and then flipping it, you know. Uh, but they have been an ass- such an asset to our city. And uh, we invite you, to, again, to partake in a fantastic meal and cocktails at one of the Bader Brothers family of restaurants, the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, man, it's, it's right there in the thick of everything on Bourbon Street. you got picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street to see the craziness. You can dine also in the back of the restaurant. There's an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Not one but two 
uh, private rooms with Bourbon Street balconies. Uh, they both have private restrooms, private bars. You can't beat it. Now, then when there's an old, when, when there's no event, there's and there's an overflow. They'll, they'll sit you upstairs, okay? But other than that, man, those Bourbon Street balconies are fantastic, especially the 200 block of Bourbon Street. Then of course uh, the mixologists, outstanding. Some of the great cocktails again, in, in, in again a place where the cocktail was born here in New Orleans uh, can be found at the Oceana Family of Restaurants at Old New Orleans Cookery is no different. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest again, and of course uh, the perfect place to be able to have date night. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. Maybe you and friends are getting together and we haven't seen each other in a while. You do a little reunion. Uh, you can do it right there over at Old New Orleans Cookery. It's just a wonderful dining experience for you uh, and just perfect for any type of event. Uh, to find out more, go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street, Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And uh, I've said it before, uh, I, I hear it still today. You, and it's true. It is true. I mean, I'm telling you, right around this city, and you do not uh, have the, um, the plethora of restaurants that we once had. Uh, that, that stayed open late. But Oceana and the Oceana family of restaurants, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Hideout Bar, they're open late. One, two in the morning, okay? So uh, there's no excuse. You're hungry, it's late, uh, head on over to one of the Oceana family of restaurants and get yourself a fantastic meal, uh, organ cocktails. Uh, and, uh, and again, uh, give some kudos to the Beta Brothers on what they continue to do uh, in, in moving our city forward. That's the kind of corporate... Um, uh, corporations you want to see domiciled in this city uh, that go out and, again, do positive things, and they do it all the time. Not to mention always giving back. I mean, always giving back, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, this particular event, this charitable organization. Uh, support your local businesses. Support, again, local restaurants, local bars, local uh, drug stores, local um, um, uh, shops. Let's keep our money local, especially now. Man, it's a tough time. We're getting into, into the cool breeze of October, so hopefully things will start picking up for the restaurants and bars. But it's been a tough summer. And, uh, again, September's been tough as well. So get out there and, again, support our locally owned and operated businesses. All right, before we go to Gary Smith, I want to give you the Saints um, injury report uh, for today. Paulson Adebo, ankle still limited in practice. Alvin Kamara, rib limited in practice. Marcus Davenport with a shoulder was full practice today. JT Gray with his shoulder full practice. Uh, Deontay Hardy has a foot injury. He was limited in practice. Traquan Smith, concussion, went full go today. Taysom Hill with a rib, limited in practice, and continued to be able to take the second-string snaps at the quarterback position. Also, Ryan Ramshack, pardon me, uh, again, he had rest the other, the other day, did not practice today. He was limited um, on uh, Jameis Winston. He did not practice today for the second consecutive day. Uh, because of the back and ankle injuries. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, again, if he plays on Sunday. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. Jarvis Landry with his ankle uh, was, was a DNP yesterday. Today he was limited. Uh, Michael Thomas still on, not on the field with, again, the turf toe. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see him this weekend. I just don't. I just don't know if they're going to push him uh, to be able to play with the turf toe. Uh, but he's, uh, he did not practice today. Andres Pete had the concussion. He was limited in practice. Meanwhile, and I mentioned this uh, to um, – uh, both Les and Jude, and of course our, our director William Hill on TV earlier. Um, you know they brought in the uh, the strength and conditioning coach from Alabama, and you know one of the reasons why was they were they were worried about soft tissue in injuries, and again all the injuries they had, you know over the last few years. I've looked at the at the uh, uh, injury report the the last now four this is four weeks now. The Saints injury report has been larger than their opponent every single week. Uh, the Vikings have f- seven guys on the injury report today. Uh, the Saints almost double them with the injury report. So hopefully, again, this team 
will get healthy. It's been the issue the last few years, right? Just inability to stay healthy. And uh, this is really hurting them now. And, of course, we'll find out what's going to happen with Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Will Andy Dalton get the start in London? And if he does, if he performs, I know the coach doesn't want a quarterback controversy, but quarterback controversy means you're winning because <laughs> that means the backup came in and did something well. So I'll take the quarterback controversy with a W any day of the week. All right, let's get, let's jump into it. He's got the most comprehensive website when it comes to Tulane athletics. Nobody touches him, okay, because, again, he gets the information, and, he die, and again, he disseminates out to, again, Tulane fans. It's called the Wave Report. It's part of the Rivals Network. If you're a Tulane fan and you really call yourself a Tulane fan, you should be on that network. There's no other no, – again, that should be your go-to website every single day. And then, of course, he writes for the Picayune Advocate and, of course, Noel.com. He's Gary Smith. He joins us each and every week on the program. Hey, Gary, how are you, bud? Doing pretty good, Eric. Doing pretty good. Gary, before I jump into the greenies, you got a you got a uh, you got an opinion on on Jameis Dalton on yeah, this weekend? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't even understand what the issue is at this point. Either Jameis is really hurt and it's affecting his play, or he's not really hurt and he's just not playing well. But either way, I don't see any reason to play him on on Sunday because what we've seen out of him the last two weeks is probably not good enough to get them a win. And uh, yeah, I just I, I think you got to go with Andy Dalton until James either until Jameis gets healthy or or or, or like you said, if, and then if you win, then maybe you have a quarterback controversy. But two and two with a quarterback controversy is a heck of a lot better than one and three without one. So yeah, we'll get that right. And of course, look, <laughs> I want to make sure everybody realizes this. You know. Uh, you can't pigeonhole a guy like Gary Smith. He's covered um, the sports forever. And, and, of course, don't just say, okay, well, he's a two-lane guy. No, he's, he's a, he understands and, and watches all sports. And one of the reasons why he's going to be a regular on our TV show going forward and did a great job a couple of weeks ago, Gary. Everybody was impressed and looking forward to having you on back soon. But let's talk about the Greenies. I don't know if you've listened this week. I'm so disappointed. I just, I'm frustrated, Gary, because there's no way a team of this ilk – should be yeah. having a trap game and looking forward or backwards at anyone. Uh, yeah, they, they, they clearly beat USM and they didn't do it. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't really look. They should have won the game. It's a, it was a horrible loss. That this is something Tulane's done in the past, um, where they, you know, where all the momentum was in their favor. The players think it was a trap game, stuff like that. I, I don't really. I actually don't think that was the issue. I just think they played like crap after getting out to a 14 to nothing lead. It wasn't a trap game when they were up 14 to nothing and dominating for a quarter and a half. They just made mistakes that you can't make and win football games. Um, a Southern Miss does have a pretty good defense, but let's stop there. Tulane should have won the game. But you, you don't win too many games when you get two block kicks. Um, and that was so uncharacteristic of, of Tulane. And both just on blatant missed assignments where guys ran in and weren't touched. Um, but the, um, the, the punt in the first half and then the field goal in the second half. Um, and, and, then, and then the offensive line and, 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 and Michael Pratt struggled a little, a little bit too. Um, yeah, I, I'm not I, – look, the, number, the defense is still playing lights out. They gave up a few plays, but, but, but they weren't the problem in that game. The offense has to be better in the passing game than, than they were against Southern Miss. But I'm not really you – know, one thing is players – nobody ever wants to say they just got beat. It's, always, it's almost always something about how, oh, we overlooked them and we were looking ahead, but you never hear that ahead of time. I, I just I, – I, I, when it was 14 to nothing, I turned to the guy next to me and said, this looks like it's going to be a 42 to 10 win for Tulane, and then nothing went right from there. I'm not really concerned about this team going forward, except that, again, it was just – 
they had so much momentum. Fans were excited, and, and it, it's hard it, it's hard to overcome the perception a lot of times when when, when you lose a game like that. And, and it, it certainly it makes this this Houston game an absolutely must win uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, Tulane's been talking about competing for a conference championship this year. The best way to do it is to go in and win on the road at a house of horrors for you in the past against a team that was the preseason favorite that is not playing particularly well. Um, if Tulane plays with the same um, effort and intensity that they played w- with at Kansas State, Tulane should be able to beat Houston, but but we'll, we'll find out tomorrow night. We'll find out if, if, if the Southern Miss performance hurt them psychologically or not, because cause if it didn't, they should be fine, because Tulane's defense is still excellent, um, yes. but but we'll find out. It's, I think it's one of the most intriguing games just that they've played in a long time in terms of the, <laughs> the result. It's, 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 it's a must-win game. Uh, as we close the book on USM, the thing that, that really caught my eye was they led in every statistical category. I mean, yeah. they beat them in every statistical category except on the school board. And, yeah. of course, special teams do the block kicks. Yeah, but, yeah. again, they, they gave up. The, Southern Miss does have a couple of good receivers, too. Tulane, Tulane, there were a couple of jump ball passes Southern Miss hit. There was one play where Lummy Young, Tulane's free safety, overran a play and turned a short slant into a 37-yard touchdown. And that's the sum total of the issues the defense had right there, those, those three plays. Tulane should have won that game comfortably. Again, you don't <laughs> – you can't give up two block kicks and, and look the field goal and, and another concern, Chris on Esnard, who'd been perfect on field goals, but had never kicked before in college um, until, until this year. Um, he, he hooked his first field goal long. I think that got into his confidence a little bit. He was kicking a little low after that, but, but the field goal, he got blocked when Tulane was about to take the lead in the fourth quarter. They had a backup wing guy in, but you know, the backups practice, they have a first and second team on, on field goals. And the guy just simply didn't touch, the guy on the outside and let him go straight in and block the kick. That just doesn't make any sense. I know that that's a mental error. You just cannot have in a, in a tie game in the fourth quarter. There were so many opportunities for Tulane to win that game. And, and, and they just, they just didn't take them. And I'm not going to totally absolve Michael Pratt either. Um, his inner Tulane's down three. He throws a pass into triple coverage where right. it gets tipped and intercepted. If it hadn't been tipped, I think it would have been intercepted by the same guy who still would have returned mm-hmm. it for a touchdown because it was just he, he decided before the play where he was going to throw the ball. It just looked like the whole – they thought they were going to win easily, and when they didn't win easily, it looks like they got rattled a little bit, and that you can't have that. <laughs> they had some entries. Um, mm-hmm. Will Keys, Wallace, and James be back for this week? Because I missed those yeah. three. Yeah, and by the way, Will Wallace was the wing on the field goal. You talk about stuff that goes hidden. He is their wing on field goals, okay. the field goal protection. He's the guy that wasn't in there when they got that field goal blocked. So it's stuff like that you don't see. Great Willie advantage. Fritz said yesterday that all three of those guys are going to play. I, I was I was shocked that Lawrence Keyes didn't play because he practiced all week. I know he went to the team hotel, um, I, but but Willie Fritz said they knew he wasn't. It's hard to tell sometimes. They said he knew he wasn't 100% while he was practicing, so it didn't shock him that he wasn't able to play that was a big loss because the receivers that was the other area they, they played horribly in, in that game they regressed to the way they looked last year I think I counted yes. five drops and part of that is Lawrence Keyes is their best receiver and he's the one that goes in motion and does a lot of different things and without him it seemed like they they just had a hard time uh, adjusting that was that was a big surprise to, to me too but according to Fritz Lawrence Keyes will play Tyreek James who got hurt in the first half and didn't play in the second half will play yes. and Will Wallace will play and, and that that's Beautiful. a huge difference. 
All right, let's turn our attention to Houston because I'm with you. Yeah. Even again with last week's loss, uh, I believe this is the this is a year where they can mm-hmm. beat Houston in Houston. Um, I think that I don't think the teams are that far apart from each other now. Even though again we've known mm-hmm. that in the past, Houston is kind of out athleted uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tulane. If I can no make the word up, okay. But uh, again, the exact I word I use. Gap has been closed here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the gap has been closed. Houston is this close from splintering and being in disarray. Um, they were the preseason favorite in the league. They've always they they had a good year last year. They 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 went undefeated in conference play um, and then lost to Cincinnati in the AAC championship game. But that's the outlier under Dana Holgerson. They have not done well under him. He's under a lot of heat in Houston right now. And they could, they began the year of winning in overtime against UTSA and uh, and and were sort of lucky to win that game. Then they lost in overtime to Texas Tech. Then they then they took a fourteen nothing lead on Kansas and then got blown off the field. In the third quarter, two of their own players got into a fight where one of them shoved the other guy to the ground, and then they got were wrestling on the ground, and teammates had to stop them. Then they barely, barely beat Rice um, this past Saturday. And Dana Holgerson comes into his press conference, talks about all the stupid penalties, and absolves himself of any blame and says it's just the stupid players doing it, and, and he can't accept it anymore, and it's sickening to him. He had to apologize two days later and say the coach always has to accept the blame for, for stuff like that. But Houston leads the nation in penalties. They lead the nation and penalty yards they've got players there's no doubt about that um they've actually been playing poorly going into the Tulane game in the past and, and beating Tulane pretty easily in, in Houston but this is the opportunity right if, if this this if this Tulane defense is for real and it sure looks to me like it is for four games that's the difference because the difference in the past is Tulane has not been able to keep up with Houston's skill players and I don't see any reason why Tulane can't do that this year and if they do that They've got the more soundly coached, more disciplined team, and they should be able to find a way to win. What's the vibe around the team right now? Yeah, I mean, they, they say it's positive. I didn't. <laughs> there was a little snafu on where they were going to practice on uh, on Wednesday on, on uh, Tuesday, so I, I was only able to make it for one practice this week, which was which was Wednesday. But I, I don't see any negative vibes. But again, that's where we'll find out. Because in the past, that was the problem. When Tulane lost one game like they lost to Southern Miss, and I'm not specifically talking about Willie Fritz era. This is Tulane <laughs> for our whole basic lifetimes. Um, yes. They they lost confidence. Um, they say they didn't. I, I, I believe them as of now, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow night whether, they, whether, whether they've lost confidence or, or not. Because, again, Tulane has, I mean, Houston has a good quarterback in Clayton Toon. He's been there a yes. while now. He had a huge game against Tulane two years ago. Um, but... That is not a team. They're, 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 they they just aren't playing that well. They've been they've been outgained by almost fifty yards in each, on average in their first four games. Um, again, they're, they've got discipline problems. They clearly have chemistry problems. Tulane, if, they, if Tulane goes in focused and prepared, Tulane should win this game. What do you think Fritz's game plan is for for uh, for Houston? Yeah, I, I think it's the same. I don't think he's going to change it that much. I think it, it's balance, and that's. The main look, it was it was great to see Tajay Spears have a Tajay Spears game against against Southern Miss. He almost had 200 yards rushing, receiving combined. But Tulane's going to need balance, and that means two things: they need to protect Pratt. He got sacked six times in his first career start against Houston two years ago. Houston's without Houston's without Derek Parrish, who who leads the AAC in sacks. They lost him for the year. They lost another defensive lineman. They lost a linebacker. They should if Tulane's off. Offensive line does the job. 
Pratt should have time to throw, but he's also, he's got to read, make reads better because it was kind of hard to tell sometimes against Southern Miss, but he was holding, he, he, he seemed to have a hard time getting rid of the ball. He didn't seem confident that his receivers were open. So that's a two-pronged thing. They have to protect him, and he needs to make decisive um, decisions. And, and, and if he does that, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine Houston shutting down Tajay Spears if Tajay Spears is right. And uh, if yeah. Tulane gets that balance, I think we'll see a much better offensive performance against a Houston team that was great defensively last year and has given up at least 430 yards in all four of their games this year. Uh, nationally televised game, uh, again, uh... I, I just I don't know why, but again I know they're a two point underdog, but yeah. I, I like them. I, I do it like is. them in, in this spot here. And the fact that they're only a two point underdog tells you a lot. It, it, home field is worth three points, so it says that the odds makers are saying Tulane is maybe a slightly better team than the team that was picked to win the league in in, in the preseason, and it, and and it went ten and two last year, while Tulane went two and ten. That tells you a sure. lot about where these how these two teams have played during this year. Again, I I got fooled. Four years ago, Tulane went to Houston with a chance to win the American Athletic Conference West Division. Houston was coming off of getting blown out twice in a row, and they just they destroyed Tulane, won forty eight to seventeen, and Houston didn't win another game. They lost their last two games after that. That's the kind of performance that we cannot see from this Tulane team anymore. If they, as much as they believed in themselves, let's they need to go out tomorrow night and prove that that's not talk, that that's actually real. Because if they believe in themselves, I really do think that they're the better team. Uh, can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping for a bounce back, uh, especially, again, after the disappointment last week. Uh, tell folks how they can find out, again, the, uh, everything they need to know about Tulane on the most comprehensive Tulane website out there, what you got coming up for us in the paper and online on NOLA.com, and how folks can follow you on social media. Sure, working putting the finishing touches on my game preview for the for NOLA.com this week. It's kind of a, it's a mismatch. Just just kind of talking about how wide open the American Athletic Conference race is. Not a single team is undefeated. Tulane is the lone team in the league that has beaten a team that's ranked in the top 25 in Kansas State. Um, pretty much almost every team, with the exception of a couple, have reason to believe they can actually win the conference championship this year. Um, so I talked to Tulane players and, and Willie Fritz about that a little bit. Um, my, my website, um, just every every word that was uttered this week in, in any press conferences is, is, is up there. And, uh, and and after some hemming and hawing, I am going to the game. I'm I'm making up the drive tomorrow morning to, to Houston, okay. so I I will have live coverage <laughs> of the game. It's a, it's a decision. I I'd like to go to every Tulane game, but they do Zoom calls sure. after the games anyway now, so I can I can mm-hmm. I can do them for much less money sitting in my living room. But I just feel like this sure. is too important a game. It, it's it's drivable, so I. I will, I will be there um, at, at the stadium to, to try to give the best coverage I possibly can. Bring home a victory, my friend. And uh, we'll be That's... talking about it again next week. Uh, I just feel good about Tulane. I'm hoping again I... they'll, they'll come through. I, I I feel good about the defense. I'm not sure about the offense, but I think this defense is a championship-level defense, and that should be enough. We'll find out. There you go. Always appreciate your time. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks as always. Thanks for having me on. Gary Smith, again, Wave Report and NOLA.com, again, uh, the foremost expert when it comes to Tulane Athletics. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service. Talk about experts. <laughs> Come on. When it comes to Generator Sales and Service, Burkhardt has you covered. They handle everything for you. The entire process is so easy for, again, the customer, planning, permits, inspections, everything. And, again, they're the experts. They, they have done this for so long. You know, again, when, when other companies were putting uh, the generator where they, where they weren't supposed to be, 
and now they got to be moved because of carbon monoxide poisoning. It was Burkhardt, again, out there, uh, you know, following the letter of the law, putting it where it needed to be. Again, so, again, your, your family was safe when you had to use that generator. Now, again, it's going to become state law, right? Uh, of course, the permits, the inspections, everything you need, again, when it comes to your generator, they do, they do for you. They handle the whole process. Jason Burkhart will come to your home, sit down with you, or your business, do a consultation with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, and then offer, when you come to an agreement, put you on the account of a single-day install. And look, there are generators right now sitting in the warehouse over at Mowen Mandeville in, in uh, Burkhart's compound that have your name on it. They're ready for you to, again, go out and purchase that generator. You can finance it over time with no monthly notes. Also, that new install quality check after one month is something they do for everything they install. 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the spot parts you need stocked at their warehouse in Mandeville. And you don't have had to bought your generator from uh, or purchase your generator from Burkhart. They, they are authorized to service all generators. So get out there. Again, if you're looking for a generator, think Burkhart. If you have a generator that needs service, have them come out and service it for you. G- uh, generator sales and service. It's their business. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open late, all are open seven days a week, all have fantastic cocktails and a great menu. Get out there and enjoy a meal or a cocktail or two at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Look out for an accident on the 510 northbound at the Chef exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for an accident Chef at Lancelot Drive. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from just past City Park to before the airport. Look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Williams to Veterans. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Also look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. And keep in mind, school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant by TripAdvisor in Metairie. Uh, a place where you can go and enjoy a fantastic meal with an eclectic menu. Uh, again, 30-plus uh, th- TV screens all over the restaurant. You'll never miss a play. Even TVs in the restroom, yes, you'll never miss a play. Amazing cocktails, an incredible beer selection. Also, again, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, the memorabilia at Bobby Bear's is second to none. I'm telling you, it's like walking in uh, to a sports museum. Uh, you can, if you're a memorabilia buff, literally you get lost just just going out and checking out all the memorabilia uh, from one end of the restaurant to the other. But again, fantastic food for you, a place where you catch all the games again because of the t- 30 plus TV screens. Hey, to find out more, go to BobbyAbears.com. That's BobbyAbears.com. And I'll say it again: I don't want to hear you can't find a late meal in New Orleans anymore because you can at the Oceana Family Restaurants, including Bobby, Bear, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Open late, 4101 veterans at Lake Villa. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. That was Coolio. Of course, he died uh, last night, tragically, 59 years old. And, of course, paying a little musical tribute to him today on the program. And joining us on the program from uh, from Channel 6 Sports, New Orleans' own Fletcher Mackle joins us on the show today. Hey, Fletcher, how are you, bud? I am doing well. Thank you for having me, Eric. 
Always good, man. I, I, I want, I'm going to start with the Pels, but I want to get to the Saints because, again, uh, I think most people right now that are paying attention to the Pelicans are really excited. Uh, the, the, the word out of, out, of, uh, out of camp yesterday was, uh, again, they had a scrimmage, and Zion was absolutely spectacular. Uh, you had a chance to talk to Trajan Langdon this week. Give me your, your, your thoughts on the Pels as they, as they are, just start their camp this year uh, going into what we hope is going to be a, a playoff season and beyond. Yeah, I mean, a lot of optimism. I was out there again today at practice, and it is, I mean, it, it's all smiles. It's, it, it's, I haven't seen an atmosphere like this around basketball here in a very long time. Uh, I mean, it's, they're, they're, they're riding high right now. And, and again, it's crazy because they won like 36 games last year, but they finished so strong and made such a strong showing in the playoffs. And now you've got Zion, who looks like he's in unbelievable shape. And while the media is not allowed to watch the scrimmages after the one yesterday and even today, they're raving about Zion, how great he looks. We hear a lot about Trey Murphy, the first round draft pick from a year ago, about how much bigger and stronger he looks. And so, um, again, the Western Conference is tough. Uh, It's not like I want to crown them champs just yet, but there's a lot of optimism with, you know, Brandon Ingram finishing strong, Zion coming back healthy, C.J. McCollum buying in big time to lead this team, Willie Green year two as the head coach, these young players taking a step. If, if everything breaks right for them, they could be a top four seed in the Western Conference. I mean, um, so we'll see. But, yeah, right now I would describe it as very, very optimistic. And – you got to feel good. Look, Hernan Gomez had a great offseason in Europe, as did Valanchunas. Now, again, maybe they have to maybe kind of ease those guys back in. We saw, uh, again, the, the, the workouts that, uh, that uh, Zion was involved in. And then we talked about it last week, right? This team has kind of come together in the offseason, the practice together. So it's not like everybody went their separate ways. They've been focused in the offseason on getting better, realizing this is an opportunity this season to really take some great strides. Yeah, again, th- that's part of it as well. Is I mean, look, Billy Hernan Gomez is is a backup. Yet he was the Euro tournament, Euro basket tournament MVP. And you had guys like Jokic and Doncic, who are two of the five best players in the NBA, playing in that tournament. And Willie Hernan Gomez leads Spain, and he's going to be a backup big man that may get did not play DNP some night. So uh, again, yeah, there's a lot of positivity. These young players all stayed in New Orleans. Um, Trey Murphy, Alvarado, when he got done playing with Puerto Rico, Dyson Daniels, we're hearing unbelievable things about. They're talking about Dyson Daniels the way they talked about Herb Jones last year, that I would not be surprised to see him get minutes opening night because I think they could use his defensive versatility and high IQ. Um, So, yeah, so, again, I I think it's a group that that likes each other, that respects each other, that wants to be here. That's the biggest thing, and, and, and that's what's tangible to me is, in years past, look, the NBA is not structured like the NFL. The NFL market size doesn't matter. Tom Brady doesn't leave Boston because he's got to go to L.A. or New York. He has no problem going to Tampa Bay to win. Aaron Rodgers can, can win big in Green Bay. Peyton Manning can win in Indianapolis. The Saints can win the Super Bowl. In the NBA, unfortunately, the league has created a little bit more of the big market, sexy market aura, if you will, and, and I, I don't love it, especially since New Orleans is the team I cover, and I'm from New Orleans. Um, that being said, 
we've always had guys in years past, and it felt like sometimes they may have had one foot out the door, so to say. These guys seem like they have one foot in and, and, are, and are trying to get both feet in and, and want others to come in with them. You know, C.J. McCollum, the young guys, there's no talk of we can't win in New Orleans or, oh, when my next contract hits, I want to go play for the Lakers or I want to get back to New York. There's none of that. It's, it's all pure positivity about New Orleans and what they've created here. And that, to me, is, is the most important thing that they've done. And, and I can't wait to see how this, this season unfolds. Look, do I think you know they're going to take off this season and be the number one seed from day one? No, I don't. But I do think when the dust settles, you know, because look, their opening schedule is rough. I mean, they got some yes. really tough games. They got a lot of road games. But I think when the dust settles, they're going to be somewhere between three and six in the Western Conference. And once the playoffs start, I, I think they could potentially make some noise if they stay healthy and, uh, and come together like we think. Because, look, there's definitely question marks. Mm-hmm. C.J. McCollum was never a pure point guard in Portland. He's going to be more of the pure point guard here. You know, Brandon Ingram, can he stay healthy? Zion Williamson, how is he reintegrated? Because his role is going to be significantly different than the last time he was here. Do all the role pieces fit properly around those big three? So, again, I think it's good problems to have, but you still have to figure it out. You had a one-on-one with Trajan Langdon. Uh, can you give us maybe your, your thoughts on, on, on um, again, what was said during that, that interview? Yeah, no, it was more philosophical things. I, I've, I've really enjoyed following Trajan Langdon's career. And, uh, yes. you know, I thought what he and Sean Marks, um, you know, Sean Marks is a former player here in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Sean Marks was the, um, the lead executive in Brooklyn, and, and Trajan Langdon was the number two, just like he is here with David Griffin. And, look, Trajan Langdon will get his chance to have his own franchise one day. There's no doubt about it. But I always liked what he and Sean Marks did. They took over a Brooklyn situation that was brutal. No draft picks. No, no, no prominent players, and, and they really rebuilt it from, from the ashes with smart draft picks, drafting the right guys, finding the right players in free agency, and turn that organization around. So we talked philosophical stuff about how do you find players, what do you look for, what do you identify about building basketball here into a sustained winner um, in a football, you know, loving town that has never had any real basketball success. And, uh, and, and one of the important things I asked them, which I thought was good, was when do you know? Like, you know, there's that moment where you think this team could be special. I remember for your listeners, and I, I think they probably remember, that 09 Saints championship team, the moment when I think we all knew and they all knew was in Miami when they were down like 21 and came all the way back and, and moved to 6-0, and I think that's when everybody said, okay, okay, like this could be it. This could be a really special team of destiny, so to say, and they ended up being that. I, I asked Trajan Langdon, like, when, when do you feel that? And he talked about when he felt it in Brooklyn, and he said last year, he goes, at the end of the season, when we got not just the play in, but when we got into the playoffs and took the best team in basketball last year, record-wise, the Phoenix Suns, to six games, they weren't a pushover. They didn't get swept. You know, they gave that team hell. And, and he goes, that's when I felt like maybe this franchise has turned a corner and maybe this team is turning a corner into becoming a really legitimate, 
you know, championship-type contender and consistent playoff team. Looking forward to the season, man. I, I think New Orleans excited. Maybe for the first time. And Look, I, I started back in 2022. I think that was probably about the time you came back to Channel 6, right? And, of course, the, the Pels have been here, what, since, since is it 02, right? And uh, the, I mean the, the Hornets, and then and then the Pels. It's been kind of up and down, uh, and we don't. The, most people don't pay attention until January. I'm hoping we're going to get some people that are going to be paying attention since October. Yeah, no, I agree with you 110. percent Is that most people here turn their attention to basketball once football season ends? I think you're going to have a lot more eyeballs on the Pelicans from day one, and I hope so because they have they they deserve it. What they've done in the off season. Um, what they did at the end of last season, you know, they deserve attention from from day one. I, I know, look, I'm not foolish. I know where we live. I know we live in a football hotbed. Sure. But when when a basketball team does what they're doing, I, I certainly think they have the ability to, to catch your attention from day one. No doubt. Let's shift our, let's shift our, our attention to the Saints. Uh, Jameis Winston, two days in a row, did not practice. Well, Fletch, where are you on, on this, this quarterback situation? Do you feel Jameis should, should, should still be the starter, should, should play through this injury and, and the difficulties he's having, or should they turn to Andy Dalton? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think they've made it. I think it's going to be Andy Dalton. I mean, somebody always used to love to tell me if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. I mean, Jameis Winston, I could see missing one day of practice, but to completely miss two days of practice and – and, 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 and he's already struggling, um, you know, be it from injury or be it from just who he is. And, and he's, he hasn't improved like people thought. He's struggling. And to miss two full days of practice entering a crucial game against a team that's des- just as desperate and looking for its identity the same way you are, I, I think once Jameis missed practice today, it's going to be Andy Dalton. It would shock me if Jameis Winston starts. And I think they've made the decision – Look, we're going to save you from yourself, and that may mean saving our season. I think they want – look, they, they, they made Jameis the starter. They cleared yes. the way for him. They didn't put him into a competition this year with Taysom Hill. Once they re-signed Jameis, they told Andy Dalton, you're the backup. And Andy Dalton didn't get here and say, I'm competing. Andy Dalton got here and said, I'm here to help Jameis in any way. They gave Jameis a, a happy Michael Thomas, a healthy Alvin Kamara, Jarvis Landry. They gave him that, that offensive line. And, and, again, I'm not trying to lay blame all on Jameis, but it's been a real struggle. And if it's because of the injury, which, which that leaked from his camp, I believe. I mean, again, mm-hmm. I, I don't, we won't know who leaked it, but I, if, if he's injured, I get it. He's the starting quarterback. He wants to be a leader. We know that Jameis has become a better man and, and has matured into a solid leader. So I get he's got a lot to prove. He wants to show he's the guy. But if he's injured – I think the Saints are going to say at this point, we're going, to, we're going to move in a different direction. We're going to save you from yourself, and that may mean saving our season. Now, that doesn't mean Andy Dalton's going to be some world beater, I, you know, but I do think Andy Dalton's going to start this week. Now, here becomes the interesting question. If, if the Saints win ugly, it makes it kind of easy to go back to Jameis when he's healthy. But mm-hmm. if Andy Dalton goes out there, this offense finds a rhythm, he goes for 303 touchdowns, does Jameis ever get his job back if they're going to win games with Andy Dalton? That's going to be the interesting question moving forward. But I think as of right now, the fact that this isn't Drew Brees in year 10 when he's made 10 straight Pro Bowls and he's one of the best passers in league history, missing a couple of practices and saying, I can do it on Sunday. This is a guy who has struggled through three games 
saying I'm injured and the team saying he's too injured to practice, well, I, I, I'd be shocked if Andy Dalton isn't starting on Sunday. Yeah, I, I as well. But they've got to become a more disciplined team. That's been, you know, outside of, again, the struggles with, uh, with, with injuries, with the offensive line, how they've struggled. Uh, the, the, the self-inflicted uh, wounds, the self-inflicted mistakes have really killed this team. And it's just uncharacteristic of, of again, this group that, again, we saw under Peyton, now under Allen. Yeah, I mean, look, the penalties, the turnovers. I mean, I, I, I think I saw the stat that the Saints had, uh, what was it, five fumbles lost all last season, and they've already lost four. Uh, I mean, and then the penalties are starting to rack up. I mean, you look like a sloppy, undisciplined team. And whatever you thought of Sean Payton, this team was never a sloppy, undisciplined team. And so, you know, that's something else I think Dennis Allen has to take into consideration. How much does it change, alleviate that? Does it align everything where the false starts aren't happening, where everybody's just a little bit more crisp and concise? And, and I think they're just at a point right now, I think it's kind of an inflection point where, look, if, if Jameis isn't healthy, and you've, you've got a reason to do it, if you just flat out bench Jameis, that's a really difficult situation because if you said we're benching him because he's struggling and he can't win games, well, then you have a hard time going back to him until Andy Dalton proves he can't win games. But right now, I almost look at it as if Dennis Allen, they have a, they have a, a get-out-of-jail-free pass, so to say. They, can, they cannot play Jameis based on his back injury and play Dalton, and it gives them a chance to see if a quarterback who is, at one time, or was at one time more accomplished than Jameis, can run this offense more effectively. So that's what I think they're going to do. They may, they, may, they may lay it on, you know, kind of the, the – they may map it out as it's Jameis's injury, but really mm-hmm. behind the scenes they want to see what Andy Dalton can do because they – I mean, everybody, you don't have to be a football expert to see no. that he's missing the underneath routes that they're not finding a rhythm, they're not finding any synergy. Alvin Kamara looks frustrated. I mean, you don't have to be an NFL lifer to see that. Yeah, no no doubt about it, no doubt about it. Hey, Fletch, what you guys got coming up for us on Channel 6 Sports? Uh, also, again, uh, any uh, upcoming blogs, and how can folks follow you on social media? Yep, social media. Twitter is my go-to of choice, so I'm at FletcherWDSU. Um, and we just did a Pelican show yesterday. It's going to re-air on Saturday. And then, obviously, you know, content this week on the Saints and Pelicans. And then, of course, Tulane-Houston tomorrow night's a big one. And then LSU uh, this weekend. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a good time to be a sports fan in New Orleans. It's a great time. And hopefully, again, we'll get back on the winning track with, with, with the Saints. And can't wait for the Pels, my man. It's, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a pretty good season. So we appreciate your time as always. All right, Eric. Thank you. There he goes. Again, Fletcher Mackle, Channel 6 Sports. Um, hey, don't forget again about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you uh, are looking for a new air conditioning system, uh, look, do me a favor. Just have Burkhardt come out and give you a price. That's all. Uh, and you'll find out what I've known now for 30 years. Uh, again, the attention to detail, the professionalism, uh, again, the knowledge of, again, uh, of the systems uh, that are out there. The overall knowledge, of, again, of, 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 the, uh, of the air conditioning industry, um, you know, whether it's industrial, commercial, residential. 
Uh, Burkhardt is, again, uh, a, le- a, a league leader when you start talking about uh, air conditioning companies here in this city. You know, I know it personally, again, from, from again, the, the commercial end. And, again, I know, again, for a fact from, from contractors that, that, again, have Burkhardt as part of their team with industrial. Uh, when it comes to residential, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. In the market for a new system, whether it's for your business or your, or your home, invite Burkhardt in to give you a price. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. Don't forget about the Hideout Bar. All open seven days a week. All are open late. All have a fantastic menu for you. Great mixologist. You'll love it. It is, of course, uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Get out there and enjoy a meal or cocktail at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric. 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard. On our Bourbon Street balcony, come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Hi, folks. Trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick, get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect, to help you save with a fair price, do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business. Just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Do you know how much you're really paying for life insurance through work? 
I can almost guarantee you're overpaying for limited coverage. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent for over 20 years. My clients are shocked to learn how expensive life insurance at work really is because of a rate that's driven up by unhealthy people. Why pay more when you don't have to? For over 35 years, SelectQuote has helped people save 50% or more by shopping highly rated insurance carriers. I found a 40-year-old man with high blood pressure, a $500,000 policy for only $18 a month. Don't procrastinate. Workplace open enrollment will be here soon. Let SelectQuote save you money and get you the coverage you need to protect your family. For your free quote in just minutes, call 1-800-672-7070. That's 1-800-672-7070. 1-800-672-7070. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policy and carrier ratings at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Price could vary by health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back after these messages. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you.
like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM, Dash Icon, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com, EricGash.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, uh, our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight. Actually, a little bit less than an hour away. Uh, you catch it at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the news. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Of course, we had our live broadcast this afternoon at 1 o'clock on, on WLE TV and, on, and also live streaming on the WLE TV YouTube page. Jude Young, Les East of CrestedySports.com and 106.1 FM, uh, Nash Icon, uh, the countdown to the original and all access. Uh, I think I got them all in. Uh, they, he, they joined me on the program today. Great job. UNO football, Saints football, Tulane LSU football, Pelicans basketball, all covered today on the program. Hope you get a chance to be able to check it out. Uh, of course, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, uh, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, also, uh, again, the Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant uh, and the Hideout Bar. And, of course, this half hour, we highlight uh, the mothership. Uh, the number one, the, the the one that started it all. Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter, voted what a top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. They are open seven days a week. They are open late. They still open up at 8 a.m. From 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. is their incredible breakfast. Well, home of New Orleans, best breakfast. Get out there. And if you love breakfast, you have to try the breakfast at Oceana. It will be one of your go-to breakfast spots, I promise you. Uh, lunch kicks in at 10 a.m. and goes all the way to 4 p.m. with, again, a, a, a menu that is eclectic, uh, that has all your New Orleans Cajun Creole uh, favorites. But, of course, also, you know, because there are people from out of town that, that, that are frequenting um, uh, Oceana. There are, are, you know, some great barbecue ribs, uh, hamburgers. The, that pasta, the, uh, the Mardi Gras pasta dish is one of my favorites. Uh, fresh Louisiana seafood. You get out there and you can enjoy a great meal over at the Oceana Family Restaurant. Don't forget about the cocktails. Oh, man. The cocktails. They're, they're loaded Bloody Mary, okay? Um, you know, the, uh, is, it's a seafood Bloody Mary, and I'm, literally, I'm telling you, it's a meal in itself. Uh, the cocktails are absolutely amazing. Uh, you can dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful a day, spectacular by night. Not one, by, not two, not three, not four, but five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And I mean, I'm telling you, Oceana can put on a party. Uh, from the DJ to, again, uh, the, their great group that, that handles all catering to, again, you sitting down with, with the catering part, portion of the uh, Oceana family and, uh, you know, putting together your menu, your cocktails, etc. They will make it a success for you. And literally, you're just minutes away absolutely minutes away from, um, uh, from again, anywhere you want to go, whether it's Bourbon Street, whether you, whether you want to go to um, uh, to Frenchman Street to be able to hear some music. You're, you're right there. You're steps away. Oceana's family-friendly, but perfect for, again, an incredible dining experience with friends that's someone special. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal. You want to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. That's Oceanagrill.com. Whether it's breakfast, whether it's lunch, whether it's dinner, you've got to go to Oceana. It's the best time off Bourbon Street. That's Oceana Grill. Uh, and, of course, uh, the one that started it all, and I'm telling 
telling you, if you love breakfast, you've got to try Oceanus Breakfast, no doubt. Hey, we're just a few minutes away from Ali Gassel of the Bird Rights. He'll be followed by Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. We thank Gary Smith and also Fletcher Mackle for joining us in hour number one. Of course, breaking story today. Actually, it was broke yesterday by my good friend Corey Johnson uh, that the mayor is, uh, is living in the Upper Montalba building uh, that is owned by the city. Uh, Lee Zurich has, has got his hands on a 24-hour surveillance video that shows the mayor uh, coming, out, coming in and coming out of the, um, uh, the, 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 the uh, apartment. Uh, there's about 630 hours of video uh, over a 26-day period. Uh, she stays there hours at a time. They have her coming out one day in August, didn't leave the apartment until 1.30 in the morning, in and out with, again, workout clothes. She's living there. You know, there's been a rumor in the city for a while now. Nobody wants to get into our personal business between her and her husband, right? But again, that she was living in a downtown hotel. Uh, that she was not no longer living in her house. That's why, again, when they had that protest by her house, I laughed because she was saying, again, how, she, you know, uh, they, they were in front of my house. No, well, you're not living there. So, you're, again, it, maybe it might be your house, but you're not living there. But she is living in the Montalba apartments. Uh, it's about $3,000 in rent a month when they rent that out. Now, look, I've been in those apartments before. And uh, that's lavishly, again, decorated and furnished. It has been used by, by former mayors as a place to be able to um, uh, 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 really uh, kind of have parties, uh, to, uh, uh, you know, more to, again, uh, uh, you know, when there's a big event down in the, in the city, uh, to, to, you know, uh, to be able to showcase the city, uh, you know, ha- have some type of event in, that, in those particular uh, apartments. I have never heard of a mayor in modern times living in the apartments, living in the apartments. Uh, she's saying that, again, she's not doing anything the other mayor's done. I, I, honestly, folks, she thinks she's queen. She literally thinks she's queen. Okay, she's done, she, again, she was, she was spotted in first class again uh, within the last couple of days going down to Miami uh, for a conference uh, you know, on, the, on the city's dime. She refused to pay the city back the $30,000 she owes for upgrading her, 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 um, her airfare and, of course, also, uh, you know, uh, upgrading her accommodations in Europe, like, like in the rich and famous, something she would never afford on her own. And, of course, now living in the lap of luxury at the Upper Pentagon Building uh, Apartments that's owned by the city that, again, is supposed to be utilized for city business. And, and of course, she feels like she has the, you know, the, the, the right to be able to do that. She does not have the right to do that. She is a mayor. Go live in your house. Go get an apartment. Go rent a hotel room. You do. That is not a perk of the job, okay? I mean, I don't know where, again, this is the thing about, you know, these junkets. They feel like there's a perk of the job. I, I'm the mayor, so I get to go to Switzerland. I get to go to, again, the south of France. I get to go stay in a, in a Paris hotel, uh, you know. I mean, it's just unbelievable the arrogance that this woman has, and again, and the fact that she's saying she's not going to pay after ultimately now the city attorney that she appointed says she has to pay the difference, and now we find out she's living in this apartment. We don't know how long she's lived there, but that's, I mean, that's $3,000 a month. Look, hey, you know what? I, I'd like to go live in the apartment for a little while, okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, any, that's the case. Any citizen should be able to do that. It's just amazing to me that, again, she feels like she's above the rest of us simply because she was elected mayor. She was elected mayor. She wasn't, again, uh, 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 ordained queen of the city. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. So now, uh, Corey Johnson breaks the the story on his show yesterday. Zurich's got the footage. The the Townspeak Union's all over it. And then the best she can do is say, we're doing the exact same thing that, uh, that other mayors have done. No, you're not. 
No, you're not, because other mayors have not have not lived there uh, long term. And if they have, they should have been exposed for it, and they should have to pay the rent back. Period. The end. So here we go again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the mayor thinks that she is entitled simply because uh, she was elected by 28 percent of the electorate. Uh, sign the petition. Recall Cantrell. All right. Just mind blowing. <laughs> the arrogance. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing that everybody else. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. <sighs> Take a breath. Here we go. All right. Let's shift gears. Let's talk about the New Orleans Pelicans, who, again, are on the cusp of a great season, on, at least on paper. And hopefully, again, paper turns into reality. Joining us on the program, one of the best we have at covering the Pelicans, his website is one of the most comprehensive looks at, at Pelican basketball we have. It is Ali Cassell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. He's with us each and every week on the program. And Ali's not staying at the Upper Batawa buildings for no rent. I can promise you that. You're absolutely right, Eric. Let's put a smile on your face. Yeah, let's change the topic. This mayor keep digging dirt on her. It's just amazing what we keep finding out. It's amazing. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. But the things we're hearing out of, out of Pelican's camp right now uh, are, again, well, even, even the, I guess even the fan that uh, maybe, again, hasn't bought in all the way has got to love, the, again, some of the things that are being said out, out of camp, especially, again, how Zion is performing. Without a doubt. Uh, we saw him on media day, right? I think most people probably, if you go visit social media at all, you saw pictures of the way Zion Williamson looked. And I personally don't think we've ever seen him look that chiseled ever in the NBA. Maybe at Duke, but I don't think he was as muscular. So it's, I can confidently say that phrase that's over, often overly used, especially in training camps, best shape of his life, I think it actually applies to Zion. And that means that he's now lighter, faster, quicker, something that he uh, mentioned to us that – he found that out over the summer. Plus, he's doing moves that he said he's never done before. So he was surprising himself. So it leaves really just up to anybody's imagination as to what he's possibly was capable of when he already taken the league by storm, right, regardless of the way he was playing at previously. So I'm excited. I think everybody needs to be excited because, you know, Griff, everybody was saying, look, we're going to bring him along slowly. He hasn't played, you know, five-on-five basketball in 16 months or so, and yet – after the first scrimmage, nobody wanted to talk about anything other than Zion because he absolutely dominated. And it's rare to hear Willie Green ever talk about specifically about a single player behind closed doors and something that happened. Zion must have been that impressive or Willie just couldn't even hold back. Well, that, that, that's incredible news. Let's talk about how you think this, this team is going to coexist going forward. Look, it's a, it's a good problem to have when you have the amount of talent that they have on the floor now and the depth that they have. Uh, we've seen in the past Brandon Ingram and, and, and Zion having maybe a little bit of issue coexisting. In a lot of cases, Brandon's kind of taking the back seat to Zion at times. We want to see that. We want to see these guys again, uh, equally again, ascending uh, with their game. McCollum gets a two-year extension, so that means he's going to be around here for a while. How do you think uh, uh, that uh, uh, Coach Green is going to integrate um, Zion into the mix and, and how those rotations may look? Right. I think anything of categorizing players the way Stan Van Gundy did is definitely a thing of the past. All Willie's talked about is he wants to really, he's been emphasizing his point five system. So everybody's going to get touches. People are going to be moving the ball. There's not going to be hammer the ball with just one or two guys the way Stan really preferred it, right? With either B.I. or Zion pounding the air out of the ball. 
and there wasn't as much movement as I think you need to see with a team of this caliber, right? Every single player on the court that's going to step in the rotation minutes right off the bat largely can put the ball in the basket, right? I've even heard Herb Jones now is uh, looking so much better than he was last year. And so, look, you might as well swing the ball around. You might as well find the best offense. Don't just keep it in one guy's hands. And we saw this team when they start playing that way after C.J. McCollum came over. They really were quite unstoppable, right? I mean, they pushed the Suns to six games. Could have even been more, you know, had a few whistles gone their way because we saw some obvious calls that didn't. So now you're adding Zion, possibly the best weapon, honestly, in the NBA. I think we're going to be looking at something seismic when he steps on the court, something along the lines of Michael Jordan, right? I mean, we already know he's, you know, a generational talent, one of one. I mean, his athleticism with that speed and that strength, Nobody compares to him. He's got no peers. So if he's truly feeling at 110% and he's mentally happy like he says he is, I mean, like I said, we haven't seen this Zion. So I expect for him, and he's a guy that's always been team first, I fully mm-hmm. expect for him to comprehend everything that's been given to him by Green and the rest of the coaching staff. So I foresee no issues. I think this is going to be as seamless of a transition as you can hope for offensively. I think the biggest key, right, Eric, is going to come on the defensive side. Can these guys get on the same page? Because to be a good defensive team, you've got to be like an amoeba, like a five-man unit on a string, and that's going to take some time, I think. But it's exciting right now to hear again how they're playing together. We know Willie Green is, is going to, again, focus on defense as well because he is, a again, a defensive uh, – uh, he's a guy that, again, played great defense as a player and understands that, again, if you're going to win a championship in this league, you've got to be able to defend, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, there's no question. I, I think you can't be a bottom 10 defense regardless of how good your offense is because, every, you know, every so often the offense has a slump, right? So you've got to be able to rely on stopping people. And I thought they generally did a pretty good job last year, right, between the start of the season to the way they finished. They were very respectable most nights defensively. But, you know, I think they can take another step forward. I mean, forget trying to have Herb card everybody. I think Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson can give you a lot more on that side of the ball. I think now that you've got Trey Murphy, who's got a year under his belt, adding a lot of strength and uh, quickness, he's going to be able to help. I mean, Willie even mentioned today, because I asked him about it, with this additional uh, gains he's made in his game, plus the confidence and knowledge, he thinks Trey's going to be able to maybe even guard some point guards on some nights and maybe even play some small ball five. Right? He didn't hmm. want to get ahead of himself, but he says he sees that potential in him. So, boy. That would make for a scary team because that's what the best teams in this league do defensively, Eric. As I know you know, you should be able, you, you have to be able to switch on at least multiple guys because there's yes. no way you can stay on your man with the way they run screens, how fast people cut nowadays. And the Pelicans, they seem to have that talent on this roster now. Really smart move by um, by David Griffin to lock C.J. McCollum up on a two-year, sixty-four million dollar extension. Talk about it. Right. So people may see that some right. Two years, $64 million for a guy past his prime, right? He's on the wrong side of 30. It's um, maybe too much money, but you've got to understand, there's going to be a soon a new TV deal agreed upon, and the salary cap in the NBA is going to skyrocket. I mean, I'm hearing in about three years' time, we're going to be seeing max uh, contracts where the yearly salary can hit up to $75 million. So during that year, C.J. McCollum is going to be making $32 million. So as a percentage of the cap, he's going to be making noticeably less than what he is now on the contract that he got from the Trailblazers. So like I said, I think it's a great deal because even though he's on the other side of 30, 
you've got to think CJ's game is going to age really well. Right? He doesn't rely on the athleticism. He's always been a guy about skills. He can dribble the heck out of the ball. He's so intelligent, makes the right reads. And he's got a, a variety of shots. He can score from anywhere. So, like I said, I think he's going to be playing at a high level, uh, bearing any kind of injury for at least a good five, six years. Also, again, it was mentioned again this week. And, and look, you and I have talked about it in the past because Ms. Benson pretty much said it, right? She told, and David Griffin mentioned this when he took the job, that, again, when this team gets close to a championship, uh, and it looks like, again, they're ready to make that next step. They are willing to be able to go over the luxury tr- tax th- threshold. And I think that most of basketball fans that have really been paying attention to this club are really going to hold Mrs. Benson to that because they're not that far away now. Uh, again, if they play well this year, they're going to be they're going to be taking that next incremental step. The following year is when maybe you're thinking about adding that player or two uh, veteran that, may, that, again, that can put you over the top. What are your thoughts? Right. That's something we've always heard, even going back to the Dell Demps regime, is that this ownership group will pay the tax if they feel, you know, it makes smart business sense. And in the past, let's face it, they haven't. They haven't been winners. There hasn't been a dire need to keep certain groups together because of how much winning they've done, because that never happened. I mean, around Anthony Davis, I never saw a group that really was going to lead to sustained success, because AD's not that guy. He's not your alpha that's going to lead a team. But now it feels like they may be onto something. And I feel like if this team does prove itself this year and bearing like some crazy great start to where maybe even you consider going in a tax this year, right? Trading for somebody at the deadline to really boost your chances to win a championship. I think mostly those thoughts are going to be on hold for next year. Right? Zion's uh, next contract is going to kick in. So you're going to suddenly be paying him a lot more money. Um, he's going to be making in that $30 million range, same as CJ, same as BI. So suddenly, the roster is going to get expensive. So if they win, you're going to want to keep these guys together. And next year might be the first year they go into the tax. We'll see. Um, let's talk about some guys that, that are at the bottom of the of – the, um of the depth chart now that are really going to be vying now to either stay to stay on this team or again to be to be stay relevant on this team, and of course that's Garrett Temple, Kyra Lewis, uh, Najee Marshall. Talk a bit about those guys, and I'll even throw Devontae Graham in. Although I really hesitate to do that because I really think he's going to have a really good year. I do too, and even today, uh, Devontae told us when we asked him, you know, you're finally getting to play along Zion. You're finally really here for what, the reason you were brought here, which was that get those open looks by playing next to him and, you know, shooting those threes. Well, he said he had about four or five of those super wide open threes by being on the court with Zion, and he said it was fantastic. So he's knocking down those shots. I think he is in for a bounce back because the Pels need shooting. There aren't too many guys that you can rely on. So I think without a doubt, Willie's going to give him playing time at the start. He's not going to be in the starting lineup, but he's going to be coming off the bench, and it'll be interesting to see how he mixes his minutes alongside Jose because that's two undersized guards and that you know that duo didn't really fit together last year but Devonte, yeah i'm with eric he's probably going to be productive in say 18 to 20 minutes some kind of role like that just because zion and there's so many weapons out there that's really going to free him up as for the rest of the guys you mentioned yeah it's going to be interesting to see if we see them at all uh naji great worker great locker room guy but he's definitely in that third tier, right, third string type of player on this team because there's easily 10 guys ahead of him that I think deserve minutes. With him, it's going to be simply, can he make the open shot? Because last year Mm -hmm. he really struggled, right, outside of uh, getting some layups. He really couldn't score the ball well. 
defense was there, the heart was there, right? The effort, rebounding, whatever the team needed. But he just simply was more of a one-dimensional player. And that's going to have to change if he wants to crack the rotation. I'm not sure it will, but we'll find out, right? We'll see how he looks in the preseason. Tyra, he's nowhere really that close yet to five-on-five basketball. So I don't think we'll even be talking about him for several months. You've got to expect he'll go on some kind of rehab trip to uh, Birmingham. As for Garrett Temple, I, I just think he's going to be that Udonis Haslam type of veteran, right? Like Haslam is for Miami to where he's just mainly here to be a voice now because all of a sudden there's a lot of guys that deserve minutes. You know, when the Pelicans made that trade, sending Lonzo Ball to Chicago, there was a real need still for somebody to fill in minutes and on the wing, being able to be kind of a 3 and D wing. So I understood a little bit why Griff went after him, but boy, with how the rookies panned out last year, right, the, the trio – and then there's several other players. Suddenly, Garrett Temple's become awfully irrelevant on the scene. Mm-hmm. Which do you think Dyson Daniels is going to have an opportunity to play this year with such a veteran lineup? He's really going to have to stand out. I know that everybody loves him. Everybody already says that he can play now, where he can make the right reads, and he offers so many things um, that even at his young tender age will translate on the NBA floor right away. So his dribbling, his defense, his rebounding, he can do all these things. He thinks the game really well, which is a surprise for rookies. But again, I think playing in the G League last year really helped accelerate him. So he's not that typical rookie, say, that's coming off one year in college or something like that. So I think Dyson can contribute. The question is, over who, right? I feel like it's almost a toss-up. Some nights, if you need Devontae's offense or he's got it going, you're going to go with him. But if he, you know, say he hits a slump or you need defense, and I could see Dyson probably squeezing in uh, into the rotation at his position, but it's probably not going to be a consistent role uh, from the outset. Well, I got to tell you, I'm excited. I would hope that the city would, would would be get behind this team and be excited. This is a deep team. It's a talented team, and they got a Zion that's focused right now, coming off of Matt Brandon Ingram, who again is taking the next step. And by the way, again, a leader in, in CJ McCollum. You know, we don't talk enough about Valanciunas, Larry Nance. You and I again both love his game. We knew he would be a, an asset for this team. I mean, they are a deep team, and, and again, right now, a team that seems to be again meshing together. I think Griffin's done an incredible job. <laughs> when you just think about where this team was after, yeah. you know, the Stan Van Gundy fiasco, you know, there were such high expectations coming into the eight year, and the Pelicans absolutely failed to live up to really any of them. I uh, didn't see too many players advancing under Van Gundy's leadership, and you heard about the squabble. And to make that turnaround in a year's time to where they are now and every position, you know, it seems like it's filled with the right guy, somebody that's put the team first that fits in with this chemistry so well. And there's so many different guys that contribute different things. We've always harped about Eric. There can be another shooter, maybe another ball handler you can rely on. But for the most part, I think David Griffin's done a wonderful job one through 15 on taking this team um, to possibly good heights, even as early as this year, right? We've talked about if everything goes well, I could foresee a top four finish in the Western conference. It's not out of the question. I think a lot of people are, are looking at that and shooting for that for that as well. Ali, thanks for your time each and every week. Man, exciting times for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, tell the folks about uh, your fantastic site and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. Thank you. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And this week we focused on Media Day and, of course, Zion, because he's been the biggest news. But we're going to be ramping up our previews and also having a look at the open practice coming up on this Saturday going to be fantastic so i've heard that there's still tickets available so if you haven't reserved yours yet they're free please do so 
let's pull up that smoothie king center because i think the fans that, that's what why the players thrived last year yep. so let's welcome them back right and uh show them that this city's ready to support them from the start amen to that uh at ali Cassell on on twitter thanks my friend we'll check in with you next week after take care have a good weekend you too, bud. That's, uh, that's Alec Cassell, the Bird Rights. does a great job. I mean, the site is a great site as well. Hey, sign a service agreement with uh, Burkhardt. It'll give you the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and, and, and efficiency of your AC and heating system. Here's some of the benefits. They'll contact you to let you know when it's time to schedule your fall or winter or spring or summer inspections on your AC and heating system. Uh, if you need emergency service, you move to the front of the, side of the line for service. You get priority scheduling. You'll also get 10% discount on, on, on demand service and because Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your system again you're going to have your energy bills reduced and who doesn't need that right you're going to prolong the equipment life everybody needs that and of course it'll work safely for you uh, that is again a service agreement with Burkhardt again if you're if you, ha- you haven't signed one yet sign one now uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. All have a fantastic menu, great cocktails, incredible ambiance. What are you waiting for? Get on down to one of the Oceana family of restaurants and grab yourself a fantastic meal or a cocktail. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Skip the symptoms, not the celebration. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. Delays are heavy if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to the airport. Also look out for delays solid on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power. And also delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays if you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. And delays pick back up on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also in the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection as delays stretch from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And delays pick back up if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for accidents Conti at North White, also Dublin at Palmetto, also General de Gaulle at Delaware, Poydras at South Robertson, also St. Bernard at Duels, St. Charles Avenue at Hillary, and also St. Charles Avenue at 8th. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
Don't forget about my friends over at Southern Tire, your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Folks, I'm telling you, whether it's your personal vehicle or you're in charge of a fleet account, you got to go to Southern Tire. At Southern Tire, they treat your vehicle like their own. And, of course, if your vehicle's out of warranty and you're looking for a shop you can trust, it's a no-brainer. It is, again, our friends over at Southern Tire. The latest diagnostic equipment, ASC-certified technicians, the same as the dealership without the dealership prices, and, of course, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, again, wheels and tires of the 30 inches. Financing is available. You can go to southerntire.com now and order your wheels online. Head over to Southern Tire, and all they're going to do is, again, at that point, is mount them for you. Uh, if you're looking for a company you can trust with your vehicle, it's the Southern, it's Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Truly a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying and chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Fool, I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light.
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. Coolio dying last night at 59. Of course, one of his big hits, Gangster Gangster Paradise. Uh, just a little tribute to him here on the program. Hey, don't forget about Mambo's 411 Bourbon Street. Oh, man, I'm telling you, fantastic place to grab a bite to eat. Uh, also, again, the sight lines are incredible. You're talking about on the first floor, the picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street that are absolutely fantastic. You go to the back of the restaurant on the first floor. There's an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. The bars are incredible with, again, New Orleans' best pink salad just mixing up against some of the great cocktails. The menu is second to none with something for everyone on the menu. Yes, New Orleans Creole cuisine, but again, other things on the menu that, again, you'll enjoy. Uh, also, uh, don't forget, on the second floor, you've got a Bourbon Street balcony, uh, again, with uh, again, tables and, and, and uh, uh, where you can dine. Also, again, the bars, uh, a bar there on, on the second floor as well. And then, of course, on the, on the third floor, which, is, again, is the rooftop, uh, come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's a fantastic place to be able to grab a bite to eat. That, that, that rooftop bar, you've never seen the sight lines there like you've seen on, 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 on Bourbon Street. And, of course, uh, again, just a, a great place, uh, whether, again, it's uh, having a, a, your next event, maybe getting together with friends, family, maybe it's a romantic getaway or just a, de- a delicious meal uh, and, and hanging out uh, again with uh, maybe, again, folks that are coming in from out of town and you just want to kind of just enjoy New Orleans. Hey, lunch and dinner seven days a week. Uh, to find out more, go to MamboNola.com. Right next door is the Hideout Bar, which, again, has, is, is in a courtyard setting, has live music every single night for you, great cocktails, great food. You can make, a again, your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. That's Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. Go to MamboNola.com to find out more. Again, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, joining us in the program now, he joins us each and every week at this time, is Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. I mean, again, fast becoming uh, one of the top shows uh, on digital media. Uh, does a great job covering, again, all Louisiana sports. It's, it, it is fun. It is entertaining. Uh, it's got, they have great guests. And, of course, I'm proud to have him on our program each and every week. Jordy, how are you, bud? Do we have Jordy? Is he? Jordy, are you there? All right, why don't you reconnect with Jordy? Let's grab this break right now, if, if we could, because I want to be able to have some time with Jordy. So let, we'll be right back after these messages. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. 
come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you to six. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, is our guest. Jordy, how you doing, buddy? Right. Hey, my fault, man. How are you? I'm doing great. No big deal, brother. We just knocked out a quick break there. Uh, first of all, before we get started, tell everybody about your fantastic show. Hey, man. 7 to 9 a.m., YouTube, every day. You can find us at Collada Show on social media. That's the easiest place to find us. We'll keep up. Uh, you can keep up with uh, all the content that we're pushing out. Let's talk a little bit about LSU. Again, going into the plains of Auburn. Uh, you know, again, they did what they had to do, in, in, again, in whipping a New Mexico team. But, you know, you, we talked about this the last few weeks. You see the growth of this team. This, if you're paying attention, they're getting better every week. Well, and look, e, the, the thing that really jumps out to me is that they're continuing to try and find ways to get better. You and I talked last week about the position changes of Jay Ward at the nickel, Greg Brooks to the free, you know, putting Harold Perkins in as a starter now. I mean, I mean, Harold Perkins, he started at the nickel last week. He's played four college games. He's played three positions. I'm telling you, he's one of the most dynamic freshmen to walk through here in, in, in a long time. You know, Fournette was great. Matthew was great. Obviously, they've had freshmen that come through here that have made their mark. But Harold Perkins, is he, he's writing a story that, you know, is, is different than, than, than a lot of people. So, um, you know, they're continuing to tinker. You know, they're continuing trying to find ways on how to get better. So, um, you know, I think that's, that, that's – you're, you're, you're seeing a product of that. That's, that. that's what's coming to life here for LSU is um, – you know, they, they, Brian Ke- the Brian Kelly effect, what we talked about in the offseason. You know, I mean, just they're, they're a well-coached team with, with, with a pretty talented roster in an SEC West that feels like it's opening it up, you know, wider and wider each each week. Yeah, I would agree. Now, let's talk a little bit about Jaden Daniels uh, because, again, he's another player that seems like he's gotten better each, each week. And, look, yeah. he brings a new uh, dynamic to the team that, again, maybe, again, they, they don't have anywhere else. And that's his ability, again, when things break down, to be able to run. Uh, yeah. Going to be a little different offensive line this week with Dellinger going out. Uh, but talk about his progress. Well, I think he has progressed, you know, and, and that is one concern here, E, as they enter the month of October, you know, this, this last game, first road trip in the SEC to Auburn. And, you know, we talked about it. You got to be lucky. You got to catch some breaks during the college, the college football season. I think they're catching Auburn at the right time. But getting into this SEC schedule, Daniels is really going to have to temper the way that he runs. You know, I mean, he, he's, he's run a lot within, you know, the middle of the field. We saw him a couple of weeks ago against Mississippi State, you know, holding his hip when he got up a couple of times. He was wincing, uh, you know, a couple of times when, when, when he was being helped up last week against New Mexico. He left left the game being slammed down on his tailbone. And, you know, look, it, it, the game's about to get a lot more physical. You know, the next five weeks are, are, are the, is the gauntlet. You know, this is what you got to make it through. Um, you know, if, if, if you're LSU, when you stood, you know, you kind of in the offseason looked at that schedule, and this is where Daniels is going to have to really stay healthy, and, and they're going to have to use him as a mm-hmm. runner. So uh, it, he has progressed. I think he's, he's gotten better throwing the ball. He's gotten better, uh, obviously, 
Um, with with running the ball, he's, he he looks fantastic. Um, but he's going to have to get better, in my opinion, in his decision making over the next couple of weeks on when he runs, how he runs, and how he protects his body when he does it. Uh, and I think that that will be key in keeping him healthy and keeping LSU relevant for the next. You know this this stretch. I mean, this, this is the stretch right here. He, this is, I mean, yes. they 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 are loading up and setting sail for 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 what is going to really determine what LSU football is going to look like in the month of November. Um, I mentioned Dellinger injured. He's getting bad. I think he had a screw put in in, in a plate yeah. into his hand. Um, who do you think is going to going to? Now they're talking about Shorts and and Bradford. Who do you think steps in there? Yeah, I think Bradford's probably going to be first guy up. You know, he's got some experience. He's somebody that they're high on, um, and, and, and has played some 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 really good times. Some uh, you know, he's, he's played some good reps here early on in the season. So, um, you know, I, I think the you know, one surprise guy to me that hasn't gotten some extended look is Xavier Hill. You know, I mean, he, he he's somebody mm-hmm. that you really you talk to a lot of people around the the, the program, and they're, they're very. Uh, you know, very high on him, and have talked about the off season that that, that Hill has had, uh, and uh, you know, just with the opportunity of New Mexico and 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 even you know the Mississippi State game when they decided to go uh, with, with with Dellinger at the guard, um, that he didn't get some run there was was shocked was was a little surprising. So he may mm-hmm. be a name to watch, but Shorts for sure. Uh, but I believe Bradford uh, will be first guy up to take his spot. And this is going to be a total flip flop, right? Are they moving Frazier over to to again uh, to the left guard position? Looks like it. It looks like they feel more comfortable with Bradford on the right side, and they feel comfortable with you know the versatility of Frazier. He's a guy that's played some tackle. He's played guard. He's played both sides, and you know he's versatile. I think they like the way that he he, he understands the game. He really practices it, and reps it. And, you know, he's a guy that really studies it. And not that Bradford doesn't, but you know he just feels more comfortable on that right side. And, I think that, that they're, they're going to try and take care of that when, when, when he steps into the lineup here, uh, talking about on Saturday. Yep. Talk about this matchup with Auburn. Well, look, like we said, he, I, you, you got to catch breaks in a football season. I mean, no matter what. I mean, I'm out here just kind of staying in the end zone watching my son's team go through his mm-hmm. their practice. And, you know, e- even at this level, I mean, they, they caught a break on Monday night where they played one of the, you know, the top teams in the league. And, you know, one of their top their players was – he couldn't go for, for academic reasons. And, you know, I, like I told him in the car, I said, look, man, sometimes you, you would have loved to play to full strength, but in a football season, you got to catch breaks and football seasons about timing. And you just caught them at the right time. And, you know, from a win loss record, you guys get the win now and you'll probably see them later on in the year in the playoffs or in, 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 in the championship and, and odds are he'll be there. So, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's about timing, and Auburn right now is is a, is a dumpster fire. I mean, they just it's inevitable that they're going to fire Brian Harson. They owe him fifteen million dollars. Um, you know, I, I'd imagine that the feeling around that building this week is, is, is very uncalming and, and and very unstable. And you know, with LSU coming to town, trying to catch some more confidence and and kind of feeling themselves, this is it feels like the right time for LSU to take their first road trip. With, with Kelly, um, and in you know, go get some go get some footing going into the month of October because you know I mean you look up you got Tennessee, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas. You know I mean yeah. like it's here it comes, man. And and if you can start this with a road win in the league in the division, you know, getting some guys some good reps, um, 
that that can you know can kind of be a catapult to to, to push you out there into the month and, and see if you can't uh, you know surprise some people. Uh, Ojolari's back. Jay Ward is going to be back Absolutely. at the nickel. Major Burns is out for a few more weeks, but they get Joe Fosha back uh, after the academic situation. What do you think his role will be? You know, I think he'll be a guy that steps in there. You know, Brian Kelly continues to say communication is what he's looking for in the back end of his defense. When he made the move of putting Jay Ward at the nickel and putting Greg Brooks at the free, when he was asked why, he kept going back to communication. You know, he just wanted to be able to communicate with 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 uh, you know that defense in the back end and <clears throat> and having people. Um, you know, understand what was going on. And I think Joe Fush is a great communicator. I think they, they, they trust him, and I think he'll be put in, in in some different roles. I think he'll mainly play the free. He'll be a guy that they put out there to roam, but he'll help them out in, um, you know, in communication. And and I, I think that this defensive backfield, you know, Sands major Burns this weekend is, is, is really healthy. You know, I mean, outside of Burns being out, you know, I mean, getting Fuchsia back and moving Brooks to – to the free spot, he's really responded there. He looks like one of their best tacklers, you know, for sure. Is is, is if he gets his hands on you, he's going to bring you down to the ground, and and that's what LSU needs because they'll be playing in space for the next couple of weeks. You know, with you know guys like Lane Kiffin calling plays, yes. Kendall Bryles and 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 Bill O'Brien, and you know Josh Heupel and that Tennessee offense that's going to be in Baton Rouge. You know, next weekend, number one in the country. I mean, they, they got some firepower looking at them uh, over the next couple of weeks that they got to get ready for. Uh, we shift gears to the Saints. Your thoughts on the state of the Saints at one and two? Man, you know, I, he, I thought they looked old last week, to be honest. You know, outside of a lobby, you look for a little bit of a burst and some youth and some energy uh, out there, and, and it's tough to find right now, you know, right now. And maybe a trip away is, is what they need. You know, I mean, maybe getting – you know, eight, nine hours away from home and, you know, just really being uh, with the group and with the team and eating together and traveling together and spending a week together. Uh, you know, maybe it's something like this that, could, that they can bring them together because it looks like they've got the right, you know, the right guys, the right roster. And, sure. you know, obviously the, the, the injuries are just kind of, you know, they're not aligning with, with, with everything, but you get, you know, you get guys like Ramchick back and, uh, you know, hopefully he can step in there and provide some stability in an offensive line. Who knows what goes on with Jameis? I, I, I have not been advocating for a quarterback change. I, I, I think that the, the Saints' issues are, are, are deeper than just one position. Um, but, you know, if, 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 if it's forced because of Jameis's health, I get it. Yes. You know I mean, Eric, I, I mean, come on, man. Sitting at a desk and doing a radio show or a podcast with a with a, a you know a stressed back, much less a fractured back with right. four broken bones, is is tough to think about. But playing NFL quarterback, I, mm. that's tough to fathom, man. I mean, yeah. it seems like you got to get that right. So um, I just I, I believe that if he needs to shelve for a couple of weeks to get healthy, it, it probably makes probably makes sense right now. And it probably looks like it's going to happen this weekend with him not practicing both Wednesday and Thursday this week. Maybe Dalton gets a shot, and we'll see how it goes there. Look, to me, uh, if, if winning means a quarterback controversy, bring it on, okay, at this yeah. point. It is what it is. I agree. No you know, and I, I'm with you. I, I think that, look, you've you got to tug on some strings right now. You know I mean? You've got to catch, catch some energy. A lot like we talked about with LSU. You know I mean? They, mm-hmm. they continue to tinker and try and find the guys and – 
continue to plug guys in there and see where people fit and you know and they, they and Brian Kelly's shown he's gonna he's gonna do it until he finds it yep. and he's gonna he's gonna twist that Rubik's cube until he ultimately finds the correct combination and if it means going deep into SEC play I think he'll do it so yep. um, I'm with you. you know, I think that the Saints the Saints might you know buy into that theory of look I, I know some of you guys have been here for a while some of you guys have the names and your jerseys fly off the racks but. Might be time to look at some other guys and and give up other opportunities and just see if it can't kickstart a kickstart a run. Definitely need a fire lit under him, no doubt. Jordy, thanks for the time as always. Appreciate your time. Let the folks know about your show, how they can follow you on social media. Yes, seven to nine a.m. tomorrow. We'll actually be breaking down Saints film with a former NFL veteran assistant coach, Kyle Kasky, who spent a dozen years in the league. He was on Urban Meyer's Jacksonville staff. Last year, he was on LSU staff for a while. His wife's from South Louisiana, so they're still here. And he's kind of hanging out this year and, you know, spending some family time and going to get back into the interview process during the next cycle. And uh, he's been kind enough to just come in and just talk some shop with us. And it's, it's pretty cool. He's got access to the All-22 of the NFL and mm-hmm. dove into some, some of the Saints stuff. And you can watch that stuff at Colada Show. Just follow us on social media at Colada Show, 7 to 9 a.m. And uh, obviously on YouTube. Uh, each day at at Jordy Collada Show. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you as always. We'll check in next week. Appreciate it. Eve. There you go. There he goes. Jordy Collada at Jordy Collada on Twitter. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, whether you're looking to get your heater checked again for the upcoming uh, winter months, or again your AC is not working, uh, maybe you're looking for that Apco whole home treatment system. Maybe you're looking for a generator for your home or your business. Plumbing, electrical work. Burkhardt is a one-stop shop for you. Looking for a company to trust? It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. Acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants: Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant and the hideout bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open uh, for you to be able to go in and enjoy a great cocktail or a great meal. Get out there and enjoy a men- the, the menu and, of course, uh, the great ambiance of, again, the, uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Remember, open late seven days a week. Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Come on, toxic drinking water at Camp Lejeune? If you or someone you know were stationed on or around Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you were likely exposed to toxic drinking water. If you are diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition, you may be entitled to significant compensation. Serving those who have served us. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. 444-4444. Stephen DeBosier, New Orleans. LA 22138849. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. 
That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Thanks to Gary Smith, Fletcher Mackle, Ali Cassell, Jordy Collada, Rudy back at studio. Thanks for our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Coming up next, Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. I'm Eric Asher. Have a great uh, evening. For the dog, Ken to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Without a fight, better know that right.